Hey folks, this is Tyler from Realm Narrative Gaming, and you're listening to The Dark Veil. If you want to watch us live, you can catch us on Twitch every other weekend, Friday and Saturday night. Visit flow.page slash rngpresents for the link to our Twitch channel, as well as links to all of our social media, and to see when we're going to be live next. But for now, settle in and join us for this episode of The Dark Veil. And hello, everyone. Oh, hey, Deb. Deb. <laughs> and welcome to tonight's session of RNG Presents the Dark Veil. Dark. Sorry. The Dark Veil. Sorry, I can't. The Dark Veil. <laughs> there we go. Now I got it. Tonight. We are short one Drew, unfortunately. Don't worry. We'll push him into a void of some sort. Yes. But we will have fun nevertheless, and we miss you, Drew. Hopefully he'll come back tomorrow, maybe? Yeah, should be. Yeah, yep, sounds like it. If not, just out of the group. Out of the group. Just tickles neck. Tonight's sponsor is... Uh, the feeling you get at the top of a roller coaster, right before. Impending doom is our sponsor. Yes. Also, it's, <laughs> it's it's that feeling where you're expecting the drop, but it's also kind of the same feeling when you put your hands under an automatic faucet, and there's that moment before you trigger the water, and your hands suddenly feel very dry. What the hell are you talking about? I think no one else did that. I think that's just a you thing. <laughs> Tyler's like, psychosis is our sponsor it, tonight. It's like when, <laughs> when Dwight is trained by Jim to hear the thing and then get a mint, and then he's like, oh, my mouth suddenly tastes so bad. That My hand my hand mouth tastes bad when there's no water on them. My, my hand mouth. My hand mouth. You know what I'm what trying you, to say. Move on to someone else. What are you, data from Naruto? I don't get that reference, so maybe... He has little hands on his mouth that chew up clay to make explosives. Oh, got it. Yeah, I'm not that guy. That I'm the guy really that wears that context. fur yep. collar thing you guys said. It has a I, dog that like pees on people or something. I don't watch I, anime. <laughs> I, I missed a whole lot. I'm not going to lie, and I just caught the tail end of dogs peeing on you. You guys said in the group chat you were talking about Naruto characters. And they were like, Tyler's uh, the guy with the dog, and the um, he's got like the fur jacket or something. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Because uh, okay. I don't. Uh, 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 fuck, I can't remember his name. Let's, uh, when we last left off. <laughs> Thank you. Our group of heroes, having escaped from the abyss of Onor making a treaty between the two kingdoms, well, cities, citadels, agreed to leave the Baron's legendary weapon known as Ultima Filosa 
a weapon forged from the shards of the prime deities and used to defend a Onor in times of need. They had made the trade for the Baron's life, and thus hopefully sow some prosperity between the two uh, neighboring cities. Taking your leave along with Caligast, the blind um, beholder, and Sybil Sycamore, the mercenary of Ironwater. You took your leave as you began your trek through the caverns when suddenly new knowledge was presented before uh, one Eric Mugweed through his spellbook granted to him by his oh-so-mysterious deity referred to as the Smooth-Talking Man, or as Rondon calls him, <laughs> the Smooth, smooth Man. man. <laughs> 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 he sends his regards, by the way. <laughs> Flipping through the notes, it was revealed that a new spell, one that could teleport them to a known and neighboring teleportation circles. Eric quickly fumbled around in his notes of all of the sketches that he had done throughout his journey and found that two matched the correct symbols of which he could teleport to and thus preparing the spell along with some very resourceful uh, gathering of some magical components around you you teleported to the basement of crystal peaks the jeweler's shop where gald had taken you once before rushing to the halls of the underheart with the baron and everyone in tow you eventually reconvened with uh, the council, Idrig and Tigreed, to inform them of the Baron's return and to inform them of some treachery within their own city. However, it seems as though Kretchik had known of your trade somehow and had taken off, leaving the city several hours beforehand. Upon some quick scrying, you found that she was headed north along with an entourage of guards. Something about a legendary smith of some kind. As she uh, also had carried away three of the shards that resided within Onor. With that in mind, you returned to the Crumble Crag Inn to have some much needed rest, finished up some shopping for any necessary materials or. <clears throat> provisions along the way bought a painting of rondon timbers worth 900 quill and also procured a mega carriage um, along with four draft horses to pull you along your journey as you continued toward the north to perhaps find kretchik 
and to establish yourselves in your new plot of land as now named and um, titled Lords. And so, as you all departed from the city, Dane, with your agate and your spell, you were able to grant Pickles intelligence, um, waken his mind and give him conscience and sentience. And so as you continue on your trek to the, technically it would be the east, that is where we pick up tonight's session of RNG Presents The Dark Veil. The Dark Veil. Alright, I'm in. <laughs> I'm done. Uh... <clears throat> so <clears throat> you hear around you the shuffling of metal and wood as well as the footsteps of the four horses that you had procured the mega cart rattles around it is relatively furnished on the inside and it's pretty spacious it's got two tiers as well as interior lighting in the way of um, the luminous stones that you had seen from before. Um, it's got a place to sleep. Maybe not enough space for everyone to sleep at once, but you could find space on the floor if you should, so, if you should like so choose. A cot. <laughs> a cot, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, Eric, you on top of the cart, um, watching Borby fly around in the moonlit sky, feeling the breeze, the uh, the stuffiness of the underground caverns, um, seems like a distant nightmare now that you feel the nature around you in the open air. You hear the chirps of insects, as well as the calls of many nocturnal animals as they go on about and roam within the wilderness around you. There is a calm sense in the air. There is a brief moment of respite. You can see that from your vantage point. The trees are still much higher than your, your mega carriage. Um, but you can see that down below uh, your driver, the Hercules beetle with the black and gray carapace, uh, Alcaeus, uh, seems to be driving the horses um, toward your desired destination, which was presumed to be the Lake of Timbers. Lake of Timbers. Um, so were we going to stop at the Druid's Grove on the way or not? I guess, was it along the way? Currently. It, it is. <clears throat> okay. Isn't it? Yeah. Currently. You have traveled for around eight hours or so. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, I'm just gonna turn over to Eric because I'm also up there with with them because it's been a hot minute since being up so high. <laughs> just like 
And Eric, do you smell that? Uh, just that that cool, brisk autumn breeze. That you, you kind of smell that crispiness of the leaves. Yeah, you know, we I'd gotten used to the musty smell of being underground. I'd forgotten how nice it is to just have a breeze that's carrying the smell of a tree. Just grass. Oh. I know. There's also that like slight like cinnamony ginger smell. That just I don't know what it is, but I love it. <laughs> I think that's one of your, the spices in your bag there, Rondon. Oh, uh, it's sorry, it spilled out. Also, like while in this moment, I I also want to be able to like I guess within this like eight hours of transit, I pull out the the egg just to kind of like see how how it's doing. Sure. <coughs> uh, I'll have you go ahead and just roll a nature check. All right, let's see what my nature is. First roll of the night. Hey. Okay, not terrible. It's a plus one. Twelve. Twelve. Inspecting the egg. There isn't a lot that you understand from these creatures as far as uh, the incubation process goes. It doesn't appear to be uh, rotten or anything like that, so it appears to still be living, at the very least. Just kind of give it a... Okay, okay. I, I might be doing something right, I think. I hope. Survive a little baby. <laughs> No, uh, maybe Velen will know how to how to hatch a basilisk. I don't know. I like the way you think, there, Mugweed. I like the way you think. And I just start tossing. I'm just, <laughs> 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 just toss the egg up. Just... Yeah. Just scramble it like from the get go. <laughs> Feels like a kid, like when you lay on the floor, you bounce like you you bounce the ball off the ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> we just hit tree branches as we <laughs> rumble through the woods. Just for just for clarity, I'm not doing that at all. I just had to get a good chuckle out. Sure, sure. <clears throat> Don't take me serious, everyone. Uh, I guess after like the initial contact like seeing that the awaken spell worked um i'm gonna give them some time to get to know each other properly and i'm going to um well i'll just i'll go sit up with rondon and, and eric gotcha. gotcha just kind of enjoy the fresh air <clears throat> and then we're gonna shove kwan sang through the cosmic door all right. Yeah. So Quan Sang um, fades into the ethereal, kind of there, but also not there, as he interacts with pickles throughout this journey. <laughs> Rip in peace, Quan Sang. Um, I. Uh, oh, go on. No, go ahead. I'll just say it. We are like in the woods. Yeah. Yes. There is a, I wouldn't say a, a, like a, a proper road, but there's a there's a treaded path from which people okay. uh, 
travel from you know the neighboring cities it's 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 quite a long trek from uh like the regional towns like worthingshire berkshire uh mm -hmm. and the the lake of timbers so it's there's no like proper established path um or rather road but there is like a, a treaded path that kind of <clears throat> would be sure. easy to follow to lead here would sure. this be the same path that we took on the way to Onor? Uh, yes. Logically, yes. So, uh, remembering that journey as best I can, I imagine our carriage is fairly tall compared to most things traveling on this path. Are we going to have any places where that's going to make passage difficult? Uh, not along well, the road. Do you know a lumberjack? Yeah, not yeah. not along the road. Um, it appears wide enough, and there don't appear to be any trees in this particular set path to uh, pose any kind of a problem. Um, you can see like grooves in the in the dirt itself, um, leading you to believe that there are you know many shapes and sizes of vehicles and wagons and different kinds of carts to you know bear trade and lo loads from place to place would you also say we're in the thick of it Ugh. <laughs> and i'm signing out bye guys <laughs> yeah rondon <laughs> falls off the cart <laughs> or the carriage suffers a massive concussion and doesn't we don't recover stop for him <laughs> and stay out <clears throat> but yes um, it is at this point that you've been traveling for quite a few hours um, and from this place in the path uh, I would say that uh, you, you've you've tried through this place enough times to know that there is a path that diverges that would lead you to the druid's grove should you so choose to go there however the the path with your carriage it, it would slow your travel quite a bit to leave the road itself the druid's right. grove is not along the path right how far off the path would the grove be? If we were if we were walking it rather than taking the carriage. Let me check my map quick. Let me check my notes. Uh, let me check everyone's notes. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Bless you. Enhance that image. Enhance. That's our guy. Yeah. <laughs> From the road itself, it would be... I mean, it'd be about, about two miles. So... Less than, I mean, a half hour's travel. Right. 
an hour if it's difficult terrain. Exactly. If if uh, Felon can help you with that egg run done, that might be worth exploring. And I'm always trying to learn more from my mentor as often as we can see him. Well, absolutely. I, I think I need someone a little bit a little bit more smarts than I do, and I don't know if there's anyone really in Lake of Timbers that can help me out with this. Um, I love him, but I think I'm, I might be the smartest one there. I think you might be right, Rundun. <laughs> and that's saying something. Just kidding. We all know my poppies. My pappy. My pappy's the smartest one. That's why he's the chief. I thought that was just kind of no one else wanted the job. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, do you wish to diverge from the path then? Yes. Yeah, let's go to the grove. All right. You come into a fork <laughs> along your path. What? I don't know. Something like Ernest Hemingway going in my head. Yeah. No, we're gonna we're gonna take the path less traveled by. This is an absinthe, with or without the cart. Well, that's a good question. If we leave it here, it is just sort of a big sitting duck. Man, come steal our stuff. With Alcaeus. <clears throat> Quan Sang. If Quan Sang's willing to hang back with it, I would feel a lot more secure. <laughs> Why, yes, Eric, I would be very happy to take care of the cart in your absence. He does the thing with the eyebrows, too. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, oh yes, Eric. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're at it, here's 200 gold pieces for you. <laughs> oh, thanks. For, you're so generous, Quansang. <laughs> wow. Um, Perseia would volunteer to stay back to guard it, if that is what you guys would wish. Oh, damn. But Perseia, you gotta speak up a little bit more often. That scared me. It's her I passive. Actually... She has invisibility all the time. <laughs> right. That's why she always, like, just slips your mind. She's just invisible. Right. <laughs> um, actually, per se, I think you might quite like to meet Velen, and he may have some information that would be in just. I don't know if he can help you find your family, but. I also think an hour long dialogue between the two of you would be excellent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just sit and listen to those two talk, <laughs> see, what they, see what they learn. Uh, Kotsang, you've got this handled, yeah? Uh, yeah. I I think I can handle it. Here's an extra 500 gold for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, could, I couldn't take it, Kotsang. Please don't. I can't handle 500 more gold. <laughs> You're going to remove that us. gold from his pouch, right? Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Drew catches the vod. I could. I guess with Persea, I wouldn't be able to carry all of us. But 
I could wild shape into a writable form. <laughs> um, Brandon. Yes. Should I choose the rockling form again, uh-huh. which is a large monstrosity with the uh, 17 strength? Mm-hmm. Would that be enough to carry the two small creatures in one medium? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Then, Kaka. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so All right. just to verify, you're leaving Quansing and Alcaeus with the cart on the road. Okay, and, well, and a talking donkey. Sure. And sure. a beholder. Right. A, oh, yeah. A basically yeah, a crippled beholder, but yes. They don't know that, whoever is going to rob them. Right. Brandon. Uh, <laughs> can we pull it off the road? Like, yes. Is that... Yes. Okay. Okay. If you if you want to have magics to protect it, I. Um, well, I I have uh, just good old Rondon timbers. I have Wall of Stone, but I used my fifth level spell slot on Awaken. Mm. Um, I have Polymorph. Just Polymorph. Just polymorph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Revivify, dispel magic, pass without a trace. Well, you can do pass without a trace on the carriage, couldn't you? I, I cast pass without a trace on myself, and it affects anybody who remains within a certain vicinity of me for the duration. Uh, unless. 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 Unless you use your Christmas item. Uh, I guess it, it's specifically a range of self and not a range of touch, which is the wording on the thing. Oh, is it? Yeah, it says it, a range of touch becomes 60 feet, but like past that a trace of self. Oh, gotcha. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll do it if you'll let me, but um, I have protection from good and evil. I have fairy fire. I can make it more visible. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Rambus. Yeah, I don't have... We can also... Trust Kwansang. Kwansang is mad capable. Yeah. We could try and take it. I mean, we're not... As far as we can towards the grove, we're not That's in true. a hurry. That's true. Well, kind of. Can't let Kretchen get too far ahead, but well, that's yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. Forgot about that. Yeah. Um, that bitch. I guess I'll scout ahead a little bit. Is the road going to be an issue for the cart, or the the offshoot the? Is it going to be what? Is it going to be an issue for the cart? In in what way? Like if we take the cart down towards the Druid's Grove, are we going to run into rough terrain? Is it 
are there going to be overhanging branches? Almost certainly, which is which is where that um, impeded movement comes in. Right. Right. Okay. Um. Well, not as perilous as a rocky terrain. Right. You know, a forest isn't right. necessarily flat. You know, there's... Yeah. yeah. I don't have a lot prepared. Like I said, stone wall could... Or wall of stone could hide it, but... I, uh... <laughs> don't look behind this stone slab! <laughs> <laughs> Nothing suspicious <laughs> behind here! <laughs> and... We'll be good. Quad has got it. Quad saying got it. Uh, yeah. Uh, and also, here's another 200 gold. Thank you. <laughs> God damn it. Quantzing, if you have any troubles, just yell really loudly. Eric has great hearing. Oh, wait. Actually, sorry. Eric needs to just remember how his spell works. Um... Juan Sang, write your name here, and I'm going to open up the book, and 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 there's a page that just has Balefire's name written on it, and I'm going to have Quan Sang write his name uh, on this book, um, and maybe just to be safe, you should use Alexander. I don't know. That's I mean, just whatever you consider your name to be. Um, and then I'll have to initiate the message, but I'll check in with you periodically and then you'll be able to respond to me and we'll know how things are going. Yeah, I can, I can definitely do that. Uh, Alexander Hamill. No, no, not Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> All Warrior right, well, that, that uses up that slot. Try it again. I only have one left. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander Quant. Ah, Oh, ah, beans. <laughs> <laughs> well, this book's no good anymore. <laughs> Tear a phone book in half. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. It's his phone book. Literally. Yeah. Under that orange cloak, Eric has like guns, you know, like. <laughs> He's been holding back the whole time. He has a strength score of 30. All right, so Kwan Sang does uh, end up writing his name into the book. Um, and so now you have um, an established connection with him uh, basically at will. Yeah. So um, so we're, we're expecting it should take us like an hour or tops to get there, right? Well, if, if... I have a fly speed, 60 feet. We can get there in 20 minutes. Oh, no, no sweat. Yeah. Spend some time talking. Be back in a couple hours. One thing I'll check in with you when we get there. I'll, I'll, uh, send you a text. <laughs> I await your, your text message as you were saying. Thank you. Here's now, must... <laughs> now please take the rest of my money yeah. i don't need it i got pickles <laughs> pickles over the court now i'm making waffles anyways 
Pickles' first words, I'm making waffles. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll go with my rockling wild shape. Perfect. So, Kakao. before anything happens, you move the cart off of the road. Yes. Alcaeus takes rest and begins to feed the horses with the feed that you also purchase. Um, you begin to notice that as the time passed, the eight hours of your journey, um, the moon is no longer hanging in the sky. It is now the time of day where the world has once again descended into darkness. Magical darkness. Magical darkness. So I think, Eric, you and I can see at a certain length. Yes. I do have 120 uh, feet of dark vision. 120? Yes. Yes, that is standard dark vision. I think it's due to one of my runes. I thought standard was 60. It is 60. It must be a different benefit that's giving him that then. But it does not, it does not pierce through magical darkness, Rhonda. We'll make it. <laughs> I'm, I'm I sorry. Have, that was, that was way too aggressive. The spell dark vision prepared, but it grants standard dark vision, not devil sight. It's okay. I got my shiny shard to help. That's true. You could use the light of the shard to guide you. I also have my Oculus Macabre that I forget about that can also, right. you know, have, has a torch, kind of. So I'll just light up my Oculus Macabre. Well, let's, I guess, if the world's descending into darkness, do the, the crystals in the carriage, do they pierce that darkness the luminous stones do not know okay so like so the... we should leave the eye of Eriga with Quan Sang that's so smart that he's I not... think he has it doesn't he right mm -hmm. yeah um, so Rondon can can you see the cot from where you are if I squint real hard I think I can it's behind and I, you, Rondon. <laughs> oh! Should turn around. Which roundabout I is... I think it can. Is it visible? Like, does it matter if it's hidden? I, it, I guess... It yeah. would matter yeah. to um, creatures of the night. Mm -hmm. Certain beasts and monstrosities do have that ability. Um, and, you know some people may have the ability to pierce magical darkness. You just hear a wolf run head first into the carriage. <laughs> I couldn't see it. It's wolf. <laughs> oh! Um, so That's maybe hilarious. maybe we just set up camp. Wait for the moon to come back up. Stay together. That's fair. I suppose that seems like the smart and, move. Yeah. Um, 
and then we can figure out Valen in the morning. I guess in the in the night. In the night morning. It's so weird because when the moon comes up, it's nighttime, but that's when it's daytime in right. this context, relatively. And it's weird. So if we yeah, ever turn yeah. the sun back on, we are going to have some serious jet lag. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's rest for the day. <clears throat> um. Um. How tall or wide would the carriage fit inside a tiny hut? Definitely not. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, it's only ten foot radius. Never mind. No way. <laughs> um, um. Did you have more, Mike? No. Doesn't uh, doesn't Quanzing have a a something that helps detect uh? anyone that crosses like a certain line uh warding whisk i don't know if That's he has that, that like prepared okay. functionally the alarm spell <clears throat> which eric do you have the alarm spell i do not um as i could push through the night keep watch with my 120 feet dark vision and various animal senses. And then I just rest as we're traveling. Get my eight hours in. Mm -hmm. I don't like that idea. You don't like it? No. I guess it only affects your ability score for checks if you get one point of exhaustion. Well, if we're staying here, whoever's taking watch could be using the eye. And well, so, so I, we don't have to worry about the darkness. Yeah. But I also, I'll turn to Atreus. Is that our carriage person's name? <laughs> Al Alcaeus. Alcaeus. So close. So close. Hey, Alcaeus. Uh, Okay, so do you sleep? Yeah, what kind of creature do you think I am? I just I'm not some creature that I'm not I don't know. I'm not familiar with I'm We were just in their town. They have inns. I know. Well, I thought that was for the outer towners. I didn't know that was for for them too. I mean, who who do you think I am? I don't know a lot about these people. And now you're making me feel really insecure about it. <laughs> Alcaeus, forgive us. He's he's been a lot of places, but apparently not to Ono. Do you do you think I would have been Ono if I they have my face plastered? That would, I would have remembered that. You're making me feel insecure about my face, Dane. And then you've got a wonderful face. Don't tell Carla I said that. She's gonna ship it even more. <laughs> I'll take first watch. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry for being so rude. I'm going to go to bed now. Um, 
Okay. I'll take two hours as an owl. Uh, just so you know, um, it will be several hours before the moon rises again. This is it a 12-12 sort of thing? or Basically, yeah. Okay, so we've got 12 hours of stationary. I mean, I'm always down for a nice long rest. Is there lights in our magical boxes, in our rooms, in our little houses? There, there are luminous stones, but they do not pierce magical darkness. So if we were to open one right now, it wouldn't make a difference. Correct. Likewise, if I lit a bonfire, it wouldn't make a difference. Correct. Okay. It would provide warmth. Right. And possibly with the radius of your shard, if you ignited it, it would make a difference. That's right. I'm just trying to think, like, we can see, but we don't want to be seen. I don't think there's going to be many bandits out like, oh, who can we catch in the dark, you know? <laughs> but I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm not a bandit. Okay. <laughs> or am <laughs> I? <laughs> you look down, you have like two scimitars and like a woman's purse in your hand. You're standing right behind Eric and just like the smooth man said his regards. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we got 12 hours to hang out. And... Yeah. I'll take the second four-hour watch. Sure, I'll go after that. Quantang, you can handle the rest. Okay. Uh, I'm too busy giving my cold away. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> okay, so... Um, not necessarily a need for rest, per se. You could just take some leisure, um, maybe some downtime activities if you should so choose. But time begins I'm, to pass. Go ahead. I have spell slots to recover once we get to that point. Gotcha, Sorry. gotcha. So your first watch, um, are you, are you taking watch uh, above the carriage, outside of it? I'll like, I'm going to wild shape into an owl. Okay. For the boost to my hearing and, and sight. I have the devil's vision. So when you do that, it feet. makes me think that the owl's eyes are like going in different directions. <laughs> I understand that. That makes sense. Um, I think it was more the hearing and the sight. It was the two things. Mm -hmm. That's the list. Anyway, um... And I'll, like, kind of perch on top, do a couple loops around every so often. Gotcha. So kind of check out the trees, also, what we've got in the area. Yeah. Go ahead and just make a perception check as you, you take your first uh, shift of the watch. And I'm rolling with advantage because of the owl's keen hearing and sight. Uh-huh. That is two 18s that I just rolled. Plus nine, twenty-seven. All right. <clears throat> Throughout your watch, there are animals that um, begin to curiously approach the cart. Um, 
some like deer, uh, squirrels, rabbits, um, even a wolf. And uh, some other wolves begin to approach the horses as they are out and unprotected and you kind of have to shoo them away. Um, they appear to be normal wolves and so with any kind of show of force you could drive them away. Um, I'll do that, just just to be clear. Okay. Um, taking a look around... With that perception roll, you begin to notice that also some of the the nature around you is not as normal as it was beforehand. Almost as if something is slowly happening to the woods. Um, you can see that some of the trees, while uh, a lot of them would have like this very um, this very kind of uh, vibrant kind of brown bark and uh, lively. Um, like leaves and uh, structure, they seem to have like these kind of gray, almost like splotches, like almost as if there is some kind of a, a blight happening. Um, and it doesn't seem as though it is um, incredibly invasive, but something is definitely happening to the forest where it's not as healthy as it once was. Can I try and determine a cause? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and just roll a nature check. That's just a straight check. Plus five. Hey! All right. Natural 20. For a total of? 25. Okay. You take some time inspecting the the nature around you indeed there is a blight that is plaguing this forest gradual as it may be it seems as though some greater influence is taking hold here what it could mean could have to do with any number of things um it, it could be that something has moved into the area causing a regional effect it could be something poisoning the land um or it could be that um and in your experience um there may have something to do with maybe a um like a nature spirit that is becoming corrupted It might be really important to go talk to Bellin. Um, okay. Um, Other than that, however, your watch goes unperturbed. Okay. As it is, uh, who's whose was it next? I'll be me. Perfect. you take to your rest however you wish to spend it and Rondon you take to the outdoors go ahead and make a perception check for me 
Wait, do you have a way? You're using the eye, right? Yep. You're using the eye. Okay, perfect. Go ahead and just make a straight perception check for me. All right. Sorry, let me get to my character sheet. So it's looking at future level stuff like a dummy. Perception. That's a plus zero, so. I think we died. Uh, seven. Seven. Okay. Well, not as thorough as Dane's watch was. Um, it is very peaceful. You know these woods like the back of your hand. You grew up in them. And so there's something about returning to this place that kind of hits a little a little close to home at just being in this area again. Um, something that not a lot of people know about you, Rondon, is that because you are a, uh, a forest gnome, you do have the ability to communicate with small critters. And while it hasn't been that prevalent in your adventures so far, you take the time to speak to all kinds of critters throughout your watch. And while you don't have the ability to necessarily understand them, they gather around to hear your stories and um, take part in any jokes that you might have. And maybe also because you have some food that you're giving out for free. Um, a couple of foxes, some squirrels, rabbits, and um, even a lone stray wolf comes by, um, and you have to remind him to have his manners about him with uh, the other smaller creatures. Um, it's very comical to see that you're kind of this uh, this uh, kind of overseer of all of these little woodland creatures, and every once in a while, someone will peek out from the from the carriage and just see you surrounded by a bunch of woodland creatures and kind of shake their head. Um, like, not very... Tell... Go ahead. I was going to say, I'm just like, sitting there, I'm like, I shit you not. There I was in the stomach. I I, I was stuck. I was like, I don't know what to do. You know, there's these little berries. I don't know if you guys ran into them, but I, I ran into a lot of them. Leaky berry juice. Leaky berry juice. Pull it out come right out i shit you not that thing shit me and you, you appear to have a, a very captivated audience um and while not a very productive watch per se um nothing ends up happening during your watch although you should really hear wolves laugh it's just <laughs> it's the wildest thing you just <laughs> these are so weird <laughs> They don't really understand how to laugh, but I love it. I love them. All right. Eventually, you return to the carriage as Eric Mugweed. You begin your watch. Just turn to Eric. Just like, you watch out for these little fox. They're they're truly sly. They they really speak for themselves. <clears throat> uh, yeah, sh sure they do, Rondon. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to, even though I've got a little bit of dark vision, it's only 30 feet. So I'm going to also use the eye. Okay. Um, right. and, uh, Hey, Rondon, you mind if I, uh, borrow that big 
amethyst uh, that we used for scrying earlier. Oh, it's like, oh, this thing just kind of, <laughs> it was just, it was just like propping my, my, my axe into the, into the corner. Just like, oh yeah, here you go. Just toss it to him. <laughs> I can't believe how perfectly that worked out. I love that so much. Yeah. What? That amethyst. Oh, yeah. But I think I rolled it like uh, in that 20 on that one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to wait probably an hour or so into my watch time and make sure that I feel relatively secure and if at that point uh i i don't think there's any real reason for uh concern i'm gonna ca cast scrying but it takes 10 minutes to do during which time i probably won't be very alert with my watch sure sure so i'll have you go ahead and make a perception check okay. just a straight roll using the eye gives you full clarity in this magical darkness that's uh, gonna be a four four Okay, so whether it might be because you have other things on your mind or because you are preparing the spell, um, it there is that haunting laughter that rings throughout your mind. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> 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 I, don't, I don't i don't want you bringing those wolves around anymore <laughs> they're laughing at me Rhonda. they're laughing at me no. it's quite something special bless their hearts um and so you're you're a bit shaken um not able to perceive much but there there is a little sense of security in uh, this little green light that flashes on your shoulder every couple of minutes. And while it might be just a small little light, this inconsequential, uh, you know, little creature that travels with you, um, it keeps you grounded in this strange and um, difficult time having Borby near you, that small green light that pierces the darkness for whatever reason. After a little while of maybe just sinking a little too deep into your own thoughts, shake your head and you begin to prepare the spell, setting your book down and placing the crystal kind of in the, in the little crevice between the pages And uh, I'm going to set the eye down next to me so, as I can focus on this. And I'm concentrating on Finn and Thornhill. Okay. Well, I'm higher level D&D. &D. <laughs> no, right? All right, so for this, you have, you're very familiar with this target. And we cut off his finger. So we have a piece of him. <laughs> you what? 
<laughs> Alright, so you know the target well. You do not have a likeness picture, possession garment, or a body part or anything. Okay, so this will be a negative five to save here. And my DC is 18. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Closing your eyes... You begin to feel the magical energy swell around you as the crystal actually levitates from the book itself. Softly glowing, you can see this purple spark in your mind's eye as this... vision comes into your mind. There is this swirl of black and purple and gray with these flashes of light, almost like lightning strikes, that begin to see this barren landscape with cracked gray and ashy dirt these blackened spires that jut out from the earth reaching towards the heaven with their with their hooked and gnarled almost like thorns wrapped around them there is a tumultuous wind that spirals in the air above this land The swirling nexus of malice. There is a focus that comes into view this, this halfling, though whatever remnants of halfling that they might have had is almost like a like a mere remnant as you can see that from their face there there appears to be some sort of recognition in Finnan's face though his skin is gray also ashy these crimson Opaque red eyes, pupilless, and these sort of tufts of black hair that seems to grow from uh, his face, almost as if there's some kind of malefic transformation. 
a black cloak extends down, down towards the ground, dragging on the cracked, ashy earth behind him. These cloven feet clip-clop along this twisted, horrible landscape. No words are said. No one else is around him. But he clutches in his hand this glowing purple wand. Itself also covered in thorns, much like these rocky spires that surround this desolate and forgotten hellscape. Marches on, and your vision recedes back to where you were. Wow, okay. Um... I don't know how to take that, and I'm, I sit there, just kind of sit with it for a little while. So the eye is still resting next to me. Um, not, I'm not actively um, keeping watch, a little negligent on my duties, as I just kind of consider that for a while. Um, And I'll, I'll I'll pull out a couple sheets of um, of uh, my stationery and just try and kind of draw a sketch of the the spires with the thorns coming up out of them, a, a, sort of a a general lay of the land, mm -hmm. um, so that I can describe it uh, later, and. Having done that, then I'll pick up the eye and resume the rest of my watch. Okay. Um, which you find great difficulty in doing so. These images burned into your mind. Unable to close your eyes without seeing them. Those horrific uh, crimson eyes, emotionless. begin to disassociate for a little while until you're reminded that your watch is essentially over as Dane comes out and um, it seems that as this time comes the moon is suddenly beginning to show itself once again in the sky um, a little thicker than before it appears as though it is waxing at the moment. Damn, Damn my moon is thick. Passive <laughs> insight 19, am I going to pick up that Eric is... It depends on trouble. if Eric is um, attempting to 
Uh, no, okay. no, I'm not. I'm not making any effort to hide it. Sure. Um. Everything all right, Mugweed? I and I'm gonna this sort of motion to the the crystal sitting there. I looked in on Finnan. You remember Finnan from uh, from home? I remember. Um, he's, he, mo- he, he looks more demon than a halfling anymore. He, he, I, I, I don't know where he was. He's no place like I've ever seen the, the, are you familiar with a land that's just just a barren wasteland, um, and I'm gonna kind of show. And, and as I'm holding the the picture I tried to draw, I realize, wow, dark vision is not good for drawing, and so I'm <laughs> trying to catch it a little better now that there's moonlight. Like, um, but he's not. I don't think he's finning anymore. I don't. I don't know. It, I don't know where he was. I don't know what he was doing. He seemed alone. I I thought I thought maybe I'd be able to I don't know, save him, bring him back home. I don't think that's a I don't think that's a possibility anymore. I don't think he's there anymore. Lord Mugweed, I, I remind you that I left home to find a way to bring my fiance back from being turned into a tree. I don't think I believe in anyone being too far gone anymore. It might be difficult. It might take us a long time to find it, but we'll get your friend back. Well, friend is way too strong a word. We grew up together. We were never friends. But you care for him, but, in a sense. I guess in a way, yeah. Yeah, I do. So maybe not a friend, but he's important to you. Well, if for no, no other reason, then I worry that that's in store for me. He was on the same path. We started on the same path, at least. Well, there's nothing to be done about it now. Um, kind of something to. Oh, go ahead. Just kind of button. Just like Eric, don't don't worry about it. Don't. We'll kill you before that ever happens. Don't don't speak that way. We love you. To death. I appreciate that, Ron. Don, you can get one of your little fox friends to to chew out my throat. We we could. I mean, it's really the wolves that'll do it, and they'll laugh about it later. (laughs) (laughs) I swear, you should really, you should really. It's very interesting. It's a weird thing. (laughs) I mean, oh, let me wolf. Come here. I have. 
That's how you call wolves. Have you never called a wolf? You howl. Mm. Well, hold on. Did I, did I call a wolf or what did I call last night? To be fair, Prondon, you probably have more experience at this than Dane does, so he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, all you can do is turn into animals. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> Are you friends with the animals? I think not. Fair point. You're Check me. Right. I just went know. to school, Rondon. <laughs> wow. I can't believe you would bring up your higher education like this. It wasn't even higher education. It was just education. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Fancy Britches. And this playful banter brings Eric back out of his, his doldrums a little bit. and kind of laughing about it. All right. <laughs> I, I do want to ask Brandon, does that landscape sound familiar to me? Not in the slightest, no. Okay. At least my mother loved me. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was that was way too harsh. I I I'm so sorry, Dane. That was way rude. Um, You're not wrong. Shut up, Dane. You hear the you. the slight cackle <laughs> of uh, wolves just outside of the <laughs> the carriage as uh, that. <laughs> Joke kind of stings a little hard there, and uh, with that, we'll take our break. <laughs> I told you. Good lord. <laughs> All right, so we'll return at. You want to just call it eleven? Yeah, might as well. Eleven works. Fifty-five, eleven. What was that? The fifty-five, eleven, somewhere in there. Yeah, that's fine. Seven, eleven, just. You know, call it some. All right. We shall return shortly. See you in a few. Damn. And now during our break, a quick word from our sponsors. Piano. Thank you. And we are back from break. Had a little bit of a hiccup with the tech issues, but we got that figured out. Hello? Excuse me. And you're excused. No, no, don't excuse him. No, he's excused. Right now. No, no, I don't excuse I mean, you. For that. Who? <laughs> Who am I? All right, so we've returned from break. Um, your rest is had. You can all take off uh, a long rest should you so need got distracted by the technical things and forgot to finish preparing my spells. Oof. <laughs> Dang it, Tyler. Oh, Never play the spellcaster again. The moon once That's again begins to um, ascend, uh, covering the, the world below with its radiant moonlight. Um, for a brief while, you'll have this light, but uh, after you know a couple hours, you'll return to darkness once again. Um, let's see given this uh, a day has passed and it is now the 25th of Kythorn the sale for the curator is in five days okay. alright so 
relatively uneventful, but kind of eventful. No, no real threats, but uh, some goings on around you. Um, you have reached your long rest unscathed, and you are free to choose how to proceed with your journey. I will. Oh, sorry, you're just taking the mic. Nope, go for it. I was going to say, I want to point out to these guys the light on the trees that I saw. Um, I don't think it's anything to worry about. I know my trees. This is fine. Just kidding. Bryn, <laughs> I would actually like to do kind of a, a, a nature check on that to kind of like nature, I guess a nature or kind of check. Uh, you decide, I guess. What are you uh, trying to understand? I'm trying to understand if the blight on the trees is just something natural happening either from the lack of proper sunlight or if it, if this is just magical well like uh, caused or like cursed. Gotcha. So go ahead and roll an arcana check for me. Alright, and I think I get advantage on arcana checks because of my storm room. Yes, that sounds right. That sounds right. I remember being shocked about this before. <laughs> so. Yes. Uh, my arcana is plus one. Okay, 18. Not bad. 18. <clears throat> Inspecting the the blight that you see across the vegetation around you, um, this it, it does ha seem to have some kind of magical nature to it. Um, it is definitely not natural. However, its origin and specific cause of it um, is unknown to you. Um, but you can definitely tell that this is something that is, uh, it's, it's not natural and it is magically causing the forest to decay, albeit not immediately like full force or obvious. The, the, the forest is relatively still healthy. However, you can mm -hmm. see that it is becoming affected in some way. Yeah. So I think how, how Radad would discover this, you, you just take his his axe kind of like shave a little bit off of a tree and just kind of like what axe oh, okay his ass <laughs> just take my ass scrape it against it <laughs> sorry <laughs> just shave off a little bit of the tree just kind of like kind of like just taste it just well this tastes gross it's not natural kind of gross it's magical kind of gross uh, that's I, what i'm afraid of yeah i can't really detect where what the source is or what is causing it, but it's nasty. I don't like it. It doesn't taste like a certain kind of magic. Nah. None that my pal can understand. Eric, try it. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll take it from him, but then I'm just going to cast Detect Magic. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay, just do it the fancy way, I guess. <laughs> so... You cast the Detect Magic spell, and um, 
while its magic type seems to be more of an... Here, give me two seconds. While he's examining this, I'm going to sit down and start focusing on a ritual. I'm just going to start dancing. Uh, the, the type of magic actually seems to be a necromancy. Yes. Um, with this information, um, I'll allow you an arcana check to gain different okay. kind of information. Can I give him the assist on it? Because I... Did an arcana check on him? Um, no, unfortunately. Okay, yeah. It was kind of a stretch ask. <laughs> it was I really don't need it. It was a good roll. 24. Nice. Okay. Um, With this newfound knowledge of the detect magic, categorizing it as necromantic magic, um, this is almost certainly a curse. Um, So this has a 30-foot radius. Is it kind of everywhere? You can sense like bits and pieces, like little blotches around. It appears to be affecting most of the area around it. And while the the um, the blight itself isn't um, like a like a magical presence, you can tell that it's it is affected by a magic of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I relay all of that. Um, this seems like the kind of thing that Velen may know more about or need to know about if he doesn't already. Necromancy. Beads. Um, and as he's discovering that, I am ritual casting commune with nature. Okay. <clears throat> all of a sudden, all you just hear is screams. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nature's in pain. Ah! <laughs> I um, am looking specifically for prevalent plants, minerals, animals, or peoples. Probably for plants. Prevalent plants. Um, I think I have to pick one of these. Uh, what do you think? Fae or undead? Or, or fiend or undead? I had to search for a powerful. I, I lean towards fiend, but that's because I just got done looking in on Finnan. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I'd say odds and evens. No, I'll, I'll go fiend. That works. Okay. Um, and then any influence from another plane of existence within three miles. Ooh, three miles. Okay, okay. so let me just. This is a ritual. Doesn't even take a spell slot. That's nice. awesome. I'm so happy. <laughs> okay, so let me just get that one more time so I can write it down. So your your three asks are prevalent plants within three miles. Any powerful fiends. Okay. And any influence from other planes of existence. Okay. 
Max, you just take a picture? No, I'm just... It's looking at my uh, character sheet. That, Got it. And it was switch, like a flash. Yeah, it was just switching between windows. Got it. Words are failing me. All right, so here's what happens. As you hold the Apexus Flora in both arms, you kind of twist the staff into the earth, and it kind of burrows. This magical pulse suddenly grows from the base of the staff, almost like extending roots that connect you to the surrounding wilderness. And in this, you get several flashes in your mind. As is, it, it almost seems as though your consciousness is racing throughout this entire landscape. There is, or rather, there are fiends in the area, as you can suddenly kind of imagine, or rather, see in your in your mind, um, that once again, uh, that same bone devil has returned. Of course it is. Of course he has. Oh my God. Well, it seems like we're just going to have to end his life for good. We can't fight him until Quan Sang's with us, though. He's got to go three for three. All right. <laughs> Put away my shotgun for now. Um, this, this bone devil does, however, have more reinforcements than he did before. It yeah, seems sure, though every wouldn't. time you face him, he gets a little stronger. Your mind once again. Flashes of consciousness distribute throughout the woodland area. And you do get a prevalent plant in mind. This um, very large uh, rotten tree. Um that you can see it kind of you, you can feel its pain from the inside um twisted gnarled and gray nearly falling apart you can see that around its little grove there are also like smaller trees and shrubs and different kinds of vegetation that appear to have grown rotten um it appears to be the source of this kind of uh malignant force around the forest um do I get a location on that, or like a bearing? Let's see. Yes. Uh, it would be further along uh, the road which you are traveling, um, kind of to the southeast of the Lake of Timbers. That bastard. Trying to go for my hometown. Got it. Thank you. And then for the last part, influence from other planes of existence. Um, most definitely. The entire woodland area has influence from a different plane of existence, which you quickly gather to be from the Dark Vale itself. Emerging wow. and a crossing between two realms seems to be affecting... Barristwall. He said the name. 
<laughs> Roll the credits. <laughs> you, you're in control of that, Brandon. <laughs> or I'd like to thank our artists. <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> um, so I imagine like that the Calistar blue glow is back, but it's like rim. Oh sure. So like as I'm seeing it, it's, it's I'm just like looking and my eyes are darting in every direction essentially. <laughs> Almost having like a Doctor Strange moment. Just... Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Which was super spooky when I first saw it in theater. My first thought was, like, how many takes did you have to do just sitting there just doing that? Mm -hmm. I think about that a lot. We'll talk about that another time. But everything <laughs> you see on a screen has to be filmed. Which means that there's a bunch of dumb little two-second shots that people are just going, like, you know? Anyway, I think about that every time I watch a movie. <laughs> and now you all will, too. Um, I will come back to myself. I found the source southeast of the lake. But the bone devil is back. Immediately taking up the eye and, and starting to scan the surroundings. Yeah, did I get a feel for how far away he was? Was he moving toward us? Uh, he was definitely moving toward you. However... Um, currently he is not, he is not within immediate, this, within immediate, like, travel distance of you. Um, at the moment, he actually appears to be, let's see, where is it? He appears to be between the Druid's Grove and the Lake of Timbers. So in, in this kind of like dead area in between. Um, okay. Like I said, not not immediately close to you. It would probably be, you know, several hours before, like at a full pace that he would get to you. Um. I'll relay that. He's not on us yet, but he's he's after us. He's he's probably after after this. And I'll tap my my chest. You think? Do you think? Do you think the fact that we have more of them is bringing him? What are we worried about? We've beaten him twice, and look how much more powerful we are now. He's got more with him. Oh. Well. And we are down one of our number. Oh, no. Billfire. Yeah, she'll be fine. No worries. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna... I'm going to use the sending spell 
with the name written her name written in my book and uh say 25 words um Balefire Dane has detected the bone devil back in this area please be careful reply if you want to got seven more words love Lord Eric Mugweed the first thanks <laughs> okay bye <laughs> <laughs> she just replies back okay here's yeah. 500 gold <laughs> wow it's so cool <laughs> sweet <laughs> our friends are so generous I will say Laura Bailey has ruined that spell for me and I won't go into any more detail because of Mike's sake she's wonderful um So you do get a reply. Um, She just says, Well, I don't think that will be a problem. I'm within town, so unless he's going to be going through the guards, I think we'll be fine. Okay, love you, bye. (laughs) (laughs) oh my heart it was yesterday that we said goodbye to her but it's still like uh, been so long yeah also did Uh, Balefire fight the bone devil didn't she with us the second time the second time was she with us maybe Um, I mean that was after we she did after we buried Pip and started making our way to Onor, yep. was yep. when we encountered yeah. the Devil the second yeah. time. It's hard to remember. Jesus, Carla, stop giving your characters away. <laughs> um. <clears throat> just, be, just be aware. If you kill Rondon, I'm coming back as a duck. All right. So we've got this tree. It needs to be dealt with. We're probably going to have to fight a small army of fiends on the way to it. We might just need to pass the information on to Velen if he doesn't already know. Yeah, we should we should go soon if if there's a chance that he would get Is there a chance if we go to the grove that He'll get here before we get back. You said it, he's like hours of travel away? Yeah. Uh, let's see. From here... If we go just the three of us, I'd get any scrolls from him that I might be able to use to, to further my, my training instead of staying with him to actually do any training. Uh, Rondon asks about the egg. And we just make it quick. We can get back on the road and be ready for it. Yeah, he's about 40 miles off from where you are. Okay. I mean, so. I'll take the information, but the spell does specify three miles. 
Oh, does it? Oh, that's okay. Okay. I'll just say that it's, uh, intervention. It's, it's contained within the forest itself. Okay, cool. I'll take it. Um, he flies there, Dane, gets there in like 20, 21 minutes, 20... You said it was like two miles to the grove? About two miles, yep. Two, two three miles. Um, so flying as a rock lane with a 60-foot fly speed, that's six miles an hour. Okay. So 20 minutes. And I just hop on her back and just slap her back. Yeah! Undone. That's very undignified. Well, I was anticipating transformation mid-hop, but here we are. You see, you hear some ominous cackling in the in the woods as you see some <laughs> some wolves just. <laughs> Undone. You tell them to leave the horses alone. Get out of here! You you, you lie. Weird Oser. <laughs> they do that like dog scramble thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then they take off. <laughs> I don't know where we got the tile floor, but here it is. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll use a wild shape to transform into a rockling. All right, perfect. There we go. This is this is what I was expecting. Um. Uh, Despite your insistence, Persea will stay behind. I, that's what I was thinking for this time. That's I, just the three of us will go. Yeah, quicker. Um, We're not gonna have time for like a proper like, hey, Fey Lady, here's an arch druid. You know. Yeah, she get to know each other. She'd rather stay back and protect Quan Sing and the card and everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Super on board. So. As you transform into the the young rockling that you had seen oh so long ago in your adventure, the two smaller folk crawl atop your back, gaining some grip on your feathers, and you take to the sky, breaking the boughs of the trees. You soar high above the wind passing through. What's that? You get hit by an airplane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't we take one of these? Um, uh, once again, you you feel the the calming breeze as you look at the the landscape around you. Um, turn to the north, and you see the the great <laughs> peregrine peaks. These enormous mountains off in the distance that are. Um, for the most part, uh, it's it's a little hard to see them with the, how thick the the wood is around you, um, but with the the soft, milky glow of the moonlight framing everything around the forest, um, it is a sight to behold. Um, with this newfound vantage point, you can also see. Um, a clash of titans in the sky above with the moonlight. Um, very far away. You can just see sparks of red and white, blues, um, far, far above the world that you are currently traversing. 
Although there is an ever-raging war happening at the moment, it seems as though the Immortals are doing their best to keep it away from the realms themselves. For how long, you do not know, but at the moment, you are safe. You begin to descend as you begin to feel the similar presence of druidic magic, Dane. Descending into the trees, or through the trees, you eventually come upon this, um, that same kind of burrow in the ground, covered in these uh, thick, vibrant green vines. And as you near it, you can see a very familiar symbol. Kind of ethereally floating at the entranceway of the Druid's Grove. Wolves are back! <laughs> <laughs> um, I will land. I'm going to stay in my wild shape so I don't have to burn two uses. Okay. Um, can I? I guess I probably. Can I get in the opening? Uh, as you recall, you you do have the ability to, um, as you, uh, well, in, in your Dane shape, the sigil appears in your hand. Got it. I will approach and hold out a wing. Okay. <laughs> the similar effect as the, okay. uh, the vines kind of recede and pull away, um, kind of burrowing back into the earth and you can see the opening to this 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 grove this this burrow in the earth um, kind of slanted sideways um, the same familiar tunnel kind of presents itself before you as you can see um, the same kind of uh, wispy blue and green glow of fireflies glowing from within Borby's people um, do I fit in the in the tunnel? Uh, let me take a look. Uh, surprisingly, you do. All right. And I will... Though it is a little cramped, you do fit. All right, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll kind of shimmy the smaller folk off my back. Now I want to be dragged across the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> just every bump true. in the in the ceiling, just dunk, 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 dunk. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe should have gotten off. Yeah, just walk through and just like, Belen, Belen, you here? It's me, oh. Rondon Timbers. And I got Dane, but he's in a rock form. Damn it, I thought I changed those locks now. <laughs> <laughs> I, you did, but Going I found... home! <laughs> <laughs> I, I found the key, don't worry. <laughs> it was right under the mat. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so as you begin to progress further and further in, you know that this tunnel's relatively long uh, mm. before you get to any of the common areas. And so as you continue forward, um, calling out uh, Evelyn's name, eventually you do come upon this, uh, what you remember him as, uh, this, this very large, um, mystical-looking, centaur-like form um, with bits of moss and vines kind of draping off of his form. This this upper torso made entirely of twisted and um, knotted wood that creates his... Uh, uh, this, this, this very... Um, what would I want to say? Um, ah, what's the word? Imposing appearance. Oh, imposing. Um, these uh, beautiful wooden antlers that curl upward in this kind of um, almost like a wooden kind of like a slate-like face that uh, is essentially looks like a mask that has the two um, holes for the eyes. Um, he carries with him a hooked staff and he approaches all of you um, and there's this kind of aura of calm and welcome around him as he approaches and he says, it's been some time, my friends. Welcome really back. Has. I give a big, like, Zazu bell, like with the wings out, you know uh-huh. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Bell, I forgot how cool you were. Glad to see you again. I have this basilisk egg. <laughs> I don't know how to take care of it. Can you help me? I certainly can. Oh, thank you. It's great for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, scrambled or no? <laughs> Over easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're ruining it. <laughs> scrambled it is no. <laughs> I would be happy to help you with that, Rondon. It's good to see all of you. I hope oh. you are all in good health. I also forgot to mention, the forest is looking real bad out there. Uh, whatever you want to do first, uh, I think there's cursed. Bone Devil's on his way to somewhere close to us. Um, I mean, I could have let Dane talk because I mean, he, you know, this Kalishtar kind of, well, not Kalishtar. I don't know. I don't know if he's Kalishtar. I, I'm speaking out my mouth. Uh, uh. Uh, you are speaking out your mouth, Rondon. No argument there. Um, <laughs> Helen, it's really good to see you again. Um, I'm. I apologize that we're sort of rushing through. We we don't want to leave uh, our companions alone for too long um, because Dane, the the bird, um, uh, did sense that there is uh, a devil in the forest that we think is probably hunting us, but they're also possibly related, possibly not. Seems to be a on the the 
plant life and maybe wildlife in the area. Is this something you know anything about? And yes. my basilisk. I too have felt the influence of this curse. What's the... what's going on? Well, you see, for many ages, the balance and the struggle between progress and the preservation of nature have pushed to and fro. But with the Dark Veil descending, it seems as though this balance is shifting in one way and corrupting the minds and the spirits of the forest in one way or another. While I myself speak for and to the forest and the wilderness, it too has a mind of its own. And so it seems as though this forest or this spirit has fallen prey to the whispers of the ancient evil beyond the veil. And such is corrupting the forest, cursing it. What can be done to reverse this effect? There are many ways to do this, but you must have the resolve and the power within yourself to resist and push back against this malignant force. One such way would be to eliminate the spirit causing the problem or to attempt to pacify Both are equally acceptable. However, know that the spirit, through its corruption, will have grown violent and dangerous. I will uh, chime in with the mind link. Um... When I communed with the forest, I saw, I saw the tree, I saw the source of it, a great gnarled, hulking thing. Well, I want to help, but we're spreading ourselves thin. Is this something that needs immediate attention? How quick is this curse taking hold? At the moment, it appears as though it is progressing quite slowly and with enough time can be addressed. But these things are better acknowledged sooner rather than later. So like three, four months? Exactly. <laughs> okay. okay. We'll get to it next summer. <laughs> My schedule's just been so busy. I mean... Right can barely squeeze in a breath. Am I right? <laughs> you hear the soft uh, cackling from the tunnel before you. <laughs> Get those damn wolves out of here! <laughs> uh, 
briefly explain uh, Kretchik. Okay. And all that's going on with that. Like the, the shards that we're pursuing mm-hmm. and this rogue agent, spider lady. Um, and then uh, I'd hope to stay and train for a short time, but I don't think that's on the table. Is, are there any scrolls you can send with me that could help me master anything new? Is that, or should I just return and study under you again? And from a meta standpoint, I'm not looking for like new druid powers, just like, hey, Dane's learning to be a druid. At the moment, there is nothing I can offer you, save for a place to rest. However, it has recently come to my attention that, should you wish to pursue it, there is another obelisk. Another obelisk. Another druid obelisk. Oh, that one. Okay. Within the Sandshire thicket to the south of Mirkwell, the eastern port of Western Primaris. This is not legible. Eastern port of Western Primaris. We are we're on Western Primaris. Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, well, I thank you. That will be very helpful. I had completely forgotten about those obelisks. <laughs> I was like, "What? Another what?" <laughs> um, it's been a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We. I don't know where we'll be headed, but that way I'll I'll seek it out thank you now about my egg (laughs) in regards to that egg it appears to be in all right condition however this particular type of basilisk thrives in a warm and moist environment with soft dirt underneath it. Ah. You want to create a nest with the with these conditions if you are to expect this youngling to survive. <laughs> okay. Soft moisture that's warm. I think I think I think it works with something like that. The rockling Dane nods. <laughs> I agree. I concur. But it's like a parrot. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna put this back in my pouch. I'll worry about the rest later. Unless. No, I'll worry about it later. 
when I get home. Um, just to be sure, I'll, I'll explain where I was aware of that tree mm -hmm. so that he has that knowledge should it be important to him. Um, and double down on the bone devil, like, hey, like, keep an eye out. That dude is bad news. And that's all I got. All right. Anything else you guys have for Velen? Nothing I can think of. I got my answer. Oh, I awakened a mule. <laughs> <laughs> bye I thought bye. you might like to know it. <laughs> Very impressive. We can, we can say he's a smart ass. Zing! All right, I this ends my career. I I can't get any better than this. Bang! That, you might have peaked in that moment. <laughs> Be wary of what you might awaken in the future. Wow, I'm sensing some negativity in the room. Um. Why is that? It is not uncommon for creatures or other vegetation once having gained sentience to either rebel against their masters or to take up a cause in direct conflict with them. For example, an awakened cow might plot against a ranch that holds its brethren. An awakened tree may or may not corrupt a forest. I trust seems... your judgment, Dane, but be wary. This magic is very powerful. I know and I love it. <laughs> I'm gonna wake at everything. Yeah. <laughs> Got any agates? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll say with the mind link so Eric can't hear. What about a firefly? Could work, yes. I but are, are we in danger of a firefly? <laughs> Perhaps. We're always in danger of fireflies. That's a good point. Think of it this way. A firefly may seem inconsequential, but spies come in all shapes and sizes. One with sentience might prove useful or detrimental in the right circumstances. And then just so everyone's keeping track, Eric heard Velen say Firefly. 
Okay, so Velen is responding out loud. Oh, I guess I don't know. I had never established a mind link. So then he would be responding out loud. Okay. Otherwise, there's just these pauses where he and I are just staring at each other. Yeah. yeah. And you guys... Like, <laughs> are they done yet? <laughs> this is super awkward. I feel, I feel like they're talking about us. Um, okay, good to know. I can work with that. Thank you. <clears throat> Very well. It was good to see all of you. I hope that you continue to stay in good health and that our paths might cross again. Hopefully soon. In... Be prepared. At words, they're failing me right now. Uh, sorry. And if you're ever in the Lake of Timbers, just uh, look up my family. We're everywhere. We'll treat you right. Or I appreciate up, that. Up by way of Fort Varys, which is ours now. Just you know. Oh yeah, we also started a uh, in order, in order of Starlight. Oh, you think you're so cool now that you and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. Yeah, you want to be in our club? Okay. <laughs> we got a secret handshake. <laughs> I do that with the wings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, you depart from the dream. I'm going to shoot a quick message to Blunsang saying we're on our way back. Everything cool? You get a response. Eric, come quick. There are devils and demons all over. I'm just kidding. Here's gotcha. 500 more gold. Yeah. One <laughs> thing. <laughs> all right, he's good. Let's go. That prankster. Shuffle back through the kind of do like the bird hop. Sure. I was gonna say, Dan, why aren't you flying us? Why are you just walking on the ground? We're in the tunnel. <laughs> Until we're out of the tunnel, then I'll fly us. And we'll be in the woods. Into the woods. Alright. Exiting the Druid's Grove, the entrance once again seals with these the large and thick, vibrant green vines as you Wave farewell to Velen. Take to the skies. And over the course of the next 20 minutes or so, having um, spent relatively an hour in total there, or like the trip to and fro, uh, you return to the carriage um, in the same state that you left it. Um, as we're getting in closer, I guess Eric, did you tell us about the joke that he made? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would have told you. Okay, I'm gonna do a rock poop. Just <laughs> near where Quan Sang is. <laughs> Trait from the Cloaca. Just a kind of hey, buddy. Ah. O- only, only Rondon's a joker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the funny guy. 
And he looks up and he goes, huh, gross. Um, I guess land and Dane shape and make ready the the horses alright the horses prepared fed, rested taken care of Alcaeus has been tending to them and whatnot. Um, and Perse has been keeping watch, and Quatsing has been as well. Um, you do see that Pickles has kind of started this running joke where uh, he starts walking on two legs and starts talking like a distinguished gentleman. Um, and it just drives Quatsing wild, and he just milks it for all it's worth. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Pickles, you're hilarious. Man. I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, you know you can talk now because this is this is fantastic. That's Lord Pickles to you. Oh, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, my liege. <laughs> <laughs> Here, take this amethyst and hold on to it. <laughs> All right. Yes, Tyler. I just once we start hitting the road, I want to start looking to the forest for a few things. Okay. Um, <laughs> specifically, I want to find, um, just kind of start cataloging some seeds, start getting like a pouch, different kinds of seeds for different trees. Sure. Um, I want to look specifically for any ash trees and any mistletoe growing on any trees. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um... So for this, I'll just have you go ahead and just roll a nature check for me. Okay. That's a plus five. Eighteen. Okay. We shall see what comes of this later. All right. Um, and I guess, yeah, just let me know what kind of seeds I find. Sure. Just like the passive, maybe passive seeds. Gotcha. I want to start a grove at the fort. Um, both for, for lumber and for um, kind of a haven. A central park, if you will. A godswood. Saying some really uh, foreign words to me. I'm going to grow some lumber. Oh, thank, thank goodness. <laughs> wow. That sounds like a good a, plan, Dean. A tiny forest. <laughs> the carriage begins to rock as you guys begin to move. Um, you can hear the uh, the wheels begin to turn and um, a, a little bumpy as you guys are getting kind of situated on the road. You continue to travel. I'd also, I guess, like to make perception checks along the way, too, to kind of look out for the Bone Devil. Sure. Just make sure that he ain't getting close. There are any number of windows on this carriage, or you could go onto the roof. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be on the second story. Okay. Come on, baby. 
Well, I ain't see shit. I got a six. Plus zero. Gotcha. Six. So as you are um, traveling, not much of, of perceiving, but uh, some birds start to crowd along the windows um, as you kind of... I mean, you just talk and talk, yeah. and they come. Uh, just like, you get, do you guys really... You, you hear in these wolves, they just laugh so weird. <laughs> Rondon, could you ask them to help us keep an eye out? Oh, you know what? That's a good idea. Hey, uh, birds, uh, you, you want to do me a favor? Um, there's this giant gross thing. We call it a bone devil. It's full of bones. And it's a devil. I just kind of a couple of like gasp. Yeah, I know. Really scary <laughs> stuff. Um, hey, if you if you just fly high and you happen to see something that it looks like, you know, a bone devil, I just kind of describe the general form of what it would look like. Uh, hey, just peck right at my head. You know, come come find me again. Go ahead and make a, a persuasion with advantage. Alrighty, let's see what persuasion. Oh, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, two green die, plus three. Uh, that's a nine. Uh, plus three, twelve. Did you roll with advantage? Oh no! Oh, thank God. <laughs> And plus three. Thirteen. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you gather the message was received, and so this 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 flock of probably about twelve birds that uh, have just kind of like gathered around um, suddenly disperse and they fly off into the the surrounding wood. Um, there's like there there are a lot of like smaller birds, but there's this like one like like owl that's like probably a good like two feet tall, um, that's like perched on you, kind of like digging its claws. It doesn't seem to know its like own strength, um, and it's like basically leaps off of you and pushes you back a little, and you're like, oh, as it like tried to perch on you. I'm just like, make sure you find the bone devil. And I'm just imagining, like, just like a small little, little back and forth of just find the bone devil. Woo! The, the bone devil. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I'm telling you, listen to me, the bone devil. Anyways. All right. And so they, they take off. Um, you gather the message was received. How it will play out, we'll kind of see how it happens. Um, but you do continue your journey. And so at this point, um, there is quite a while uh, of... Let's see. There are a couple of hours to kill if you guys have anything else to do. Um, I guess I am actively looking for seeds and whatnot. But as if looking from the carriage counts as a long rest or a short rest, excuse me. Mm -hmm. 
Can I mark that off? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I just want that wild shape back. And I guess also with that, uh, just find it, trying to find like a nice little container for for the for the egg, and just kind of filling it with some softer, you know, like between taking like little breaks to stretch your legs, just find like nice softer, and then <sighs> pouring some water from a canteen to moisten it, and then gotcha. keep it nice and warm. All right. <clears throat> I will. I don't, how long ago was it that you saw Benin? It was um, well, it was during my watch, during our our rest there. So, probably five hours ago, six hours ago. And he was traveling. He was walking. It did seem like he was walking to something, not just strolling. He didn't look like the kind of guy who strolls anymore, you know? There's something I've learned from Seraphina and I want to try, and I thought this might be a good candidate for it if you'd like to perhaps speak with him. What? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess I don't have the, the Bale's spell concealing me anymore, so the risk of revealing myself by talking to him is, isn't there anymore anyway. I'm sure if they want to know where I am, they know. So, yeah. The only downside is it, it'll put you in a trance. And if, if he's not asleep now, you can wait up to eight hours until he does fall asleep, but he needs to be sleeping for you to get through to him. And while we're waiting, I'm just, I'm in a trance. You're in a trance. Like when, um, when Persea, when she doesn't sleep and she's just kind of present. Or when, like, like when Kwanseng meditates, kind of. Or when I kind of like just zone off into space. And... Right, when, when Rundown's just not paying attention. Um, yeah, I, when we did that meditation with Quan Sing, that didn't go so well for me. I have a hard time just sitting still for that long, but maybe with your magic involved, I'll, I'll be able to focus a little better. Let's give it a shot. All right. And if anything happens here, I'll, I'll bring you out from it. Right? Please. Yes. All right, I will take one minute, and I will use my one fifth level spell slot for the day to cast Dream. All right. 
So, if the target is asleep, you appear in the target's dreams and can converse with the target as long as it remains asleep. You can shape the environment of the dream, creating landscapes, objects, and other images. If, if the target is awake when you cast the spell, you know it, and you can either end the trance or wait for the target to fall asleep. There is a save associated if you attempt to appear monstrous and scare it, at which point it would take 3d6 psychic damage on a failed save. Wow. Alright, so... <clears throat> as you prepare the spell, you both sit, closing your eyes, There's this brief moment where the spell begins to take effect. And suddenly it is like you're zapped with electricity as the spell fails. Am, am I supposed to be in a trance now? This doesn't feel like a trance. Can I'll anyone just hear me? Start, like waving, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay, it kicked in. All right. No, it didn't. I'm sorry. I'm not sure what happened. Well, so have you done this before? Does this mean that he? stopped it or did it just go wrong my understanding of the spell is that if he's not asleep you wait until he falls asleep but if he doesn't fall asleep within eight hours you just the transcends um, the fact that it just kind of pushed you back I'm not sure maybe shielded from it somehow. Or it might mean that he can't fall asleep. Ah! What's that voice? Caligast. Okay. Caligast, yeah. Okay. He can't sleep? I was really afraid that that was a smooth talking man for a second. <laughs> he just like, you trying to pull some stuff? Uh -huh. You little nerds? <laughs> uh, you actually recall, Eric, that you had this ability before. I did, yes. Um... Estens? Yeah, I, I, in meta terms, I switched it out when I leveled at one point. Uh -huh. um, uh, Oh, it was an invocation. Yeah, it was a packed boon, I believe. I don't know. It was something. Um, okay, well, that makes sense. That's too bad. Thank you for trying, Dane. Um, 
we'll track him down at some point, or I'm sure our paths will cross again. I am sure they will. I just hoped that you might be able to decide the terms of it. Yeah, that would be preferable. Um, we'll keep thinking on it. But it was a it was a good idea. Now I have to wait mm. until tomorrow to try it again with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'll kind of like reach out and kind of like just kind of one of these for Eric, like just a little. And then I'll go back to my my uh, searching. Gotcha. <clears throat> As the journey progresses, the rattling of the cart and the um, oh, the steady... oh, oh, so sorry, so sorry, so sorry, so sorry. Uh, it only lasts for an hour. After like two hours, I'm going to start casting past without a trace. Once we're like getting close to a point where it's like oh, we're going to be intersecting with this guy soon, possibly, mm-hmm. I'm going to start casting fast out of trace on myself. What's the radius of that? Um, me and each creature I choose within thirty feet. Okay, gotcha. Has a plus ten bonus to stealth. Gotcha. So creatures, not the card. Not the card. That's fair. Would. Would I be aware of that distinction? Yes. Before I cast. Okay, then I'm not going to waste the spell slots. Just knowing that it's not going to... We can be hidden on the cart, but it's like, hey, look at that enormous carriage. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not okay. conspicuous Sorry for interrupting for that. at all. <laughs> yeah. But the horses can't hear them. Yeah. I just said, are we pulling anyone on this thing? <laughs> <laughs> Ghost <we> carriage! <laughs> Ghost. (laughs) Sorry, thank you for indulging me, Brandon, as you were. Your journey progresses. And after a short time, uh, you begin to hear some chirping around on and some calls of animals from your little windowsill, um, which can really only mean one thing. All right, here's some bird seeds. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, where? Where? Can, can you point in a direction? Uh, they begin to fly toward the path that you're actually traveling. Well, piss. Um, <clears throat> I, I just kind of. <coughs> Excuse me. Um. I go down to the second floor or the first story. I'm just like, uh, guys, uh, the Bone Devils. We're we're headed towards the Bone Devil. Um, get your asses ready, I guess. Uh, 
Um, I'm going to go up to the roof and put Borby's saddle on. Okay. And just keep watch from up there. <clears throat> go ahead and make a perception check for me. Yeah, right person for the job. Two. Two. <laughs> the right person for the job. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little too focused on putting the saddle on Borby. Um, and it's only until you begin to see several pairs of red eyes glowing around you in the darkness. You begin to hear the the flitting of wings, reminiscent of that of the bone devil, but you also begin to hear and see these de these these devils rather flying with these bat-like wings surrounding the cart, as well as several hounds beginning to close in and the horses begin to absolutely panic as they stall they're held in place by the the cart and you can see Alke is beginning to look around and he shouts out Some, something's happening Alkaeus gets the safety Rondon they're here alright um yeah I guess I'm gonna hop out the window and just uh, enact Giant's Might. Just get ready for the battle. Alright, you enact Giant's Might. And there's a voice that rings out. <laughs> this persistent evil that haunts you. And that refuses to back down. And says... How about we try this again? <laughs> and that's where we'll pick up next time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm realizing now that of the potential combat spells that I prepared, they're all fire. Which I prepared before I knew that this guy was on our radar. <laughs> Which is, you know, like the most common, like, resistance slash immunity. Yep. Yeah. Well, well then. Looks like you guys have a battle in store. It sounds like it. And who knows how long he will continue to haunt you. And hunt you. Forever. Until we follow him back to the abyss and finish it there, is my guess. It just uh, We just need to make friends with him. That's the big, big brain power. Big brain yeah. power. That's the big brain power. power. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, did we level up? No. Thank okay. you all for joining us tonight. <laughs> We've appreciated it. Having you, those of you 
who are still here, those of you who stopped by, and those of you who watch our stuff after the fact. Thank you very much for the views and the comments and the like. Yeah. Our sponsor tonight was that weird feeling you get when you're waiting for the roller coaster to drop or you're waiting for the water to start on the on the motion sensor faucet. Yes. Or that weird feeling when your coworker's computer dings and suddenly your mouth tastes bad. Dude, yeah. I don't know what to call it. If you know what to call it anticipation. If you know what to call it, like send it to us somewhere on social media, Mech. Yeah, so you can find us at RNG Percents on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, well, you're already on Twitch with us, so, I mean, you're here. Congrats. Uh, <laughs> as well. Oh, yeah, and TikTok. I can't. I forgot about TikTok. So, as well, if you like the artwork down here in the corner, that is by Miley Taniguchi. You can find her on Instagram. I'm going to put that up right in the chat right now. Yeah. At Taniguchi, or sorry, Tanamichi, sorry, my bad, uh, on Instagram <laughs> as well. Uh, if you like the hyperrealistic portraits that you do see in our videos, that is Stephanie Brown with Offbeat Worlds. And as well as uh, the portraits of our deities, that's by Donnie Dunk, sorry, Donnie Durdunkleton. And you can find him on Instagram at Donnie Durdunkel. Uh, go support them, give them a follow that at least. Uh, and if you want DD commissioned, or D&D Artwork Commission. Really check them out. Beautiful work. As well, I think that's it. That's, I think that's all I got. You got all my love for me. All right. We shall return tomorrow. <clears throat> Thank you, Brandon. Yeah. yeah. To resolve this epic combat and to return Rondon to the Lake of Timbers to see what his family holds in store and to continue the trek northward to Fort Veris next time on RNG Presents the Dark Vale. <laughs> Dark Vale! Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. Night all. Miss you, Carla. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Dark Vale. If you like what you're hearing, there are two huge ways you can help support us. First, by spreading the word to your nerdy friends and family. And second, by leaving us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to keep up with us on social media, you can find us on Facebook at Realm Narrative Gaming, on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at RNG Presents, or go straight to our website at rngpresents.com. The Dark Veil is a production of RNG Presents and features Mac Anderson as Rondon, Tyler Brinker as Dane, Drew Dolan as Kwan Sang, Carla Elfritz as Balefire, Mike Lewis as Eric, and the Dungeon Master is Brandon Rubio. Our theme music provided by Aiden Chang. This episode edited by Carla Elfritz. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Dark Veil.